There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Bibles high. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Mobile app. Guys, I'm going to move as quickly as I can in this word today. For those of you on autopilot for our faith confession, please don't be an autopilot because it's brand new. What New Year's Eve amazing? So many decisions on New Year's Eve for people to give their lives to the Lord is amazing. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we take authority over this atmosphere now and say, have your way. We say, Lord, speak to us today. Give us clarity. Give us guidance. Give us direction. I pray that this would be an atmosphere of celebration. Why? Because we're at a new year. We're in a new decade. And you are the God that makes all things new. I need you to release that over your life. Say, all things new. You're the God that's making our faith new. You're the God that's making our finances new. You're the God that's reshaping our future. You're the God that's taking us out of the back, taking us to the front. You're the God that makes all things new. So we say, speak to us today. We are ready to receive. We rebuke and come against any distraction that would keep us from hearing your word. Anything that would keep us from focusing on your word today. Make us new today in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody in the building and everybody online to give God five seconds of worship in anticipation? of this word go come on five come on four three two one somebody holler yes lord so listen guys we're starting a brand new series today it is the first sunday of a new year can you celebrate that it is the first sunday of a new series can you celebrate that and it's the first sunday of the next 10 of the best years of your life I need some of y'all to get excited in this room. Why? Because your next 10 are going to make these last 10 look like nothing. Your next 10 are going to make these last 10 look like child's play. I need you to get ready because everything God's promised you, everything God said would happen, baby, it's getting ready to go down. I need you to release praise in this room. Somebody say it's getting ready to happen. 
So we spent last month learning that sight is what we see, but vision is how we see it, which is called perception. And we learned that our perception can be poisoned by one of four sources. Do you remember them? The first is people. People can project their pain onto you, and when they project their pain or their issues or their view onto you, you could end up seeing things like them instead of like you. Why is that important? Because your neighbor's walk with God is different than your walk with God. And what may be impossible for somebody on your road, you're the one sent to make it possible. What may be improbable for somebody in your bloodline, you're the one sent to make it probable. What are you trying to tell me? If I see Jesus through the lenses of somebody that has a lid on him, I'll end up thinking he can't do for me what he promised me he's able to do. But I need you to hear me. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think. I need you not to let your mama's view of God be on you, your daddy's view of God be on you, your friend's view of God be on you. I need you to shop this say I'm the interruption Secondly, pain can poison your perception. You can go through so many painful things in life that now all of a sudden you have a painful view of everything. You see yourself as a victim. You see yourself as who you used to be. Can I let you in on something? Whatever God brought you to, let's tell the truth, God got you through. Matter of fact, let me push you here. It didn't happen to you, baby. It happened for you. I need you to realize whatever pain you've encountered, Isaiah 66 and 9 says that the Lord doesn't allow pain unless he desires to birth something new. Can I tell you what made you pray? Pain. Can I tell you what made you praise? Pain. Can I tell you what made you change? Pain. Can I tell you what made you get your act together? Pain. Can I tell you what made you love people better? Pain. Can I tell you what made you stop getting in crazy relationships with people? Pain. I need you to get, watch this, I need you to shout and thank God one time for the pain you've been through. I hope you sit next to somebody that can tell the truth. I hope you sit next to somebody that can be honest that while they're in church shouting today, there were some days, let's be truthful, they didn't want to live. Come on. There were some days they didn't want to fight. There were some days they didn't want to push. But thanks be to God who got them through their pain. Thirdly, what can pause your perception of problems? You can deal with so many obstacles at one time that you take on the spirit. What does spirit mean? The mentality of your problems. What does this mean? That watch this. Sometimes you can deal with so many obstacles, you become an obstacle to deal with. Sometimes you can deal with so many challenges, you are challenged to deal with. Have you ever met somebody, watch this, that complains about what they're going through, but you look at them and you say, you are what you go through. Uh, lay your hands on yourself. Say, I will not let problems poison my perception finally your past can poison your perception wherever you've been can make you think that's all you have to uh, that's the only place you can go and on new year's eve i encourage everybody in the building everybody in the overflows and everybody online i encourage you to do this to change your house around i encourage you to watch this to change take a different way to work why i need you to create some new paths in your mind because your past, watch this, it'll be a prison if you let it. Your past will lock you down if you let it. Your past will mess you up if you let it. And I need you to look at somebody next to you and say, your past is no longer your prison. So watch me. You may have done everything they said you did, but they are not who they... You are not who they say you are. Can I be honest with you today? The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are made new. I need you to give God, watch this, a little worship that he's making you new. Go. Come on. Uh, high five somebody next to you. Say, I'm brand new. I'm brand new. 
this is why some people don't understand you because they represent the old thing but you represent the new thing and I'm not coming back to who I used to be I'm not going back to the way I used to live all things are new so there's some friends you need to say, I don't do that anymore. Uh, you acting bougie, you acting stuck up. Call me what you want, but I bet you I'm a new bougie. Come here. I bet you I'm a new stuck up. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm new. So watch, 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 watch. Here's what's amazing about this last 10 years. What's amazing about last year is the poison of people, pain, problems, and the past, watch me, didn't work. Instead, what happened? It birthed a new vision in you. It birthed a new perception in you. What's perception? How you see something. But can I be honest? It's not enough, watch this, to just uh, change my vision. It's not enough just in the way how I see something to change. Watch me. It's got to birth a new perspective. What's a perspective, Bishop? It's where I see it from. Shut up. I don't mean that literally. It's a vigorous piece. I don't just need to change my how. I need to change my where. Watch me, where I see things from. Let me see if I can say it another way. Where you see it from is called your attitude. See, if you see yourself as being victimized, your where is from the bottom. But the Bible says, watch this, that he seated us with heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Anything I see, I'm not seeing it from the bottom up. I'm seeing it from the top down, which means, watch this, I may not be able to figure it out right now, but Romans 8, 28 says, he makes all things work together for my good, which means I can't quite understand it right now, but where I see it from tells me I win. Where I see it from tells me I'm victorious, which means right now it may not feel good, but baby, I'm looking at it from the end of it. And at the end of it, I win. I need you to know God has not brought you this far for you to fail. He's not brought you this far for you to screw up. He's brought you this far to win. I need all the winners to release a praise right there. Just the voices, go. Uh-uh, uh-uh, y'all play with me. Y'all play with me. If you know that, watch this, you're going to have some wins in 2020 over and over and over. I need you to get on your feet and put a praise in this atmosphere like you. Somebody holler, I'm winning this year. Holler it again. Holler, I'm winning this year. He should have got you in 2019 when you were ready to give up. He should have got you when you wanted to commit suicide. He should have got you when you were in the system. But it's too late now. Holla, I'm winning. Be seated. What's this? So Isaiah 43, 18 says, remember not. Which means don't think about it and don't say nothing about it. Say, I'm shutting the door. I had to pray a prayer yesterday. The Lord said, he said, son, I need you to shut the door on some emotional connectivity you have to people that I'm shutting out of your life. He said, because, he said, because their usury of you has come to its end. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Ask me, there's some people, you're going to need to watch this. Say, say, remember not. He says, don't think about it, don't say anything about it. That's what remember not means. He says, don't think about it, don't say anything about it. Remember not the former things. Say former things. What does this mean? What used to be. He says, watch this, nor consider. What does that mean? Don't calculate anything from the old. In other words, I don't care what didn't go right in 2019. I don't care what didn't go right in your last 10. 
Touch your neighbor and say, don't calculate that. He says, don't even add that into your calculations. He says, don't even consider the things the way they used to be. Don't consider the friends you used to have. Watch this, because if they don't want to win with you in 2020, I'm shutting them out of your life. There are some people, watch this, let me preach the way I want to, where you have something called Stockholm Syndrome. This is where you begin to empathize with the very people that created your pain in the first place. Lay your hands on yourself, say, not this year, not this year. Now, if you don't mean me well, I need you to get up from my table and excuse yourself. If you're not helping me fight, watch what I'm not having. I'm not having internal fights this year. So if you're not helping me fight, you can get up out from the table. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm not fighting with my house this year. Oh, every entrepreneur, don't you fight in your business this year. Every supervisor, don't you fight in your department this year. You don't have time for internal fights. You've got to fight external. Says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Verse 19, behold. Somebody say, look at it. I am doing a new thing. Stop. Who's doing the new thing? God is. Now, here's the deal. God says, now, either you can get with the new thing I'm doing, or you can keep trying to remind me of what I used to do. This is why I don't like the word revival in church, because he said, oh, we're having a revival. Can I be honest with you? The word revival is nowhere in your Bible except in the John Waymel translation, and you don't even know who that is. Re, again, vive, life, bring something back to life. We like to talk about things being brought back to life, but what I discovered about God is God likes to watch this make things new. See, watch this. Some people say, I just want the Lord to restore my marriage. Boo, when was it ever good? Why do you want him to restore something that was never right in the first place? Y'all ain't saying I want him to restore something. I want him to revive something. Why do you want him to take it back to what it was? Instead, you need to say, God, make it new. So for every married couple in here, don't talk about, let's Lord restore it. No, Lord, make it new. Make it better than it's ever been Oh, y'all ain't saying that to every family in here. Stop talking about, Lord, restore my family. No, Lord, make my family new. Make it better than it's ever been before. Somebody holler, no. no. He says, he says, I'm doing a new thing. All things are new. What does that mean? It's not existed before. Woo. That means, that means it's been made, introduced, or discovered for the first time. Here's the second definition of new. It means already existing, but you're only seeing it, experiencing it, or acquiring it recently for the first time. Which means God says there are certain things that are going to be new to you that have been there. But your poison perception made you miss it. Can I give you an example? Every time somebody walks out of your life, what is that? A new opportunity to fill the seat with somebody that appreciates it. Every time a door shuts, what is that? A new opportunity to go discover? Could it have not been rejection, but it was simply redirection? Somebody say new. So watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Y'all still here? So, so, So look at this. He says, now it springs forth. God says, listen, here's my issue with my people. You take too long to change. You are so married to what was, you miss what can be. Because you overvalue what you have and you underestimate what you can achieve if you change. Lay your hands on yourself, say change quickly. There's going to be certain times, listen, on the road, sometimes you have your thoughts planned out about what you're going to do. But can we tell the truth? Let's tell the truth. There's sometimes when you're on the road, especially in Colorado with Colorado drivers. 
I love y'all, but I just need to tell you, y'all can't drive worth a dime. I'm just telling you right now. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Relax. Chill out. You can drive. The rest of the people on your row? I'm just joking. Here's the deal. Can we be honest, guys? Can we be honest? There's times where your drive is on autopilot. Some of y'all got so good, you don't even use hands. You fire drive. Come on here. You can just keep it between me and you. Some of y'all know about that thigh driving. Because you got, watch this, ladies, you got makeup in one hand, an egg McMuffin in the other hand. Y'all ain't said nothing. And you're talking to the kids in the back. You know, y'all stop all that. <laughs> here's the danger. Touch, touch your neighbor and say, here's the danger. What happens when you need to make a quick turn? What happens when you're going to have to do something new because your route's getting ready to change? I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, Lord, give me the grace not to resist change this year. Yeah, what's this? Somebody say, now it springs for. So springs means it's just going to pop up. It's just going to So on Sunday, you're thinking it's going to be this. On Monday, God's going to be like, what out? I got something new for you. Somebody say new. See, because for some of you, watch this. When you left 2019, you were in one position. But God's been dealing with your supervisor over the last couple of... So when you go into work tomorrow, they're going to say, oh, no, that ain't your office no more. What do you mean that in my office? You got the corner over there. We just decided to promote you. We decided to do something... I wish you would sit next to somebody with some faith. Middle section, where y'all at? I wish you would sit next to somebody with some faith. Touch your neighbor, say new. Now it springs forth. It's just going to happen. Oh, we got a second runner. It's just going to happen real fast. Somebody say real fast. In other words, one moment you're going to be borrowing. The next moment you're going to be lending. One moment you're going to be living for you. The next moment you're going to be living for Jesus. One moment you're going to have family drama. The next moment y'all going to have family harmony. Harmony and hope. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Lay your hands on yourself and say new. And say real fast. Now it springs forth. What does forth mean? He says the new that's coming isn't taking you back. It's taking you forward. We sang the song earlier in worship. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. The past is over. In you, all things made new. I surrender my life to you. I'm moving, moving. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Let me help you with this. Because let me tell you, your neighbor's problem is the same problem as Lot's wife. I called somebody the other day, I called them the other day, and uh, they weren't expecting my call. And uh, I called, and, uh, and I, I asked for the person, and, and they said, uh, who's calling? I said, this is Bishop Foreman. They said, speaking. I said, who are you running from? I said, you only screen a call like that if you're running from somebody. Y'all not talking to me. Lay your hands to yourself, say, I'm not running from anything anymore. So we're going to do this for the last time. So that way you're not going to deal with this in 2020. 
this is going to be the last time you look back. Because from this day forward, you're moving. I wish I had faith in the room. You're moving. So I'm going to let you do it in church today so you don't go do it when you get a text. Come here. So you don't go do it when you get a DM. Come here. So you don't do it when they email you trying to... Somebody say, I'm moving forward. So watch this. On a count of three, you're going to look back for the last time. Look back over 19, 18, 17, 16, last 10, last 22, 42, 32. You're going to look back for the last time. And from this moment forward, at 10.17 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, that marks the time, watch this, where from this day forward, all you're doing is moving forward. On the count of three, you're going to look back, and then after that, I want you to look forward and release a praise. You ready? One. Two. Y'all ready? Three. Look back one time. Now look forward and release a praise. I ain't looking back no more. I'm not looking back anymore. I'm not looking back anymore. I'm not looking back anymore. Somebody say, I'm moving forward. So look, look. He says, now it springs forth. Do you not, watch it, perceive it. So that means, how do you see it? I says, I will make a way where? It's, it's on the screen. It's an open book test. Some of y'all trying to think, I don't remember the scripture. It's right there. I will make a way where? In the, where is he going to make the way? What's the wilderness represent? Test. What's the wilderness represent? Where you cannot clearly see where the promise lies. What's a wilderness? You're like, God, I don't know how you're going to get this done, but I know you're going to do it. <laughs> Somebody say, I trust you, Lord. Watch me. God says, I need you to know, hear me, on this first Sunday of this new year and new decade, I need you to know, watch me, that I'm going to make a way right in where you're at. Right in what you are in. All of a sudden, I'm going to step in and make a way. I don't think you understand what it means to make a way. See, here's what God says. God says, if we're honest, there's certain areas of your life where there's stuff in front of you blocking you. So for a moment, let's just, let's just take a little creative uh, 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 discretion. Let's pretend like the pulpit and this table over here on the side are blocking you. I'm trying to move forward, but I'm being, here's what God says I'm going to do. I'll just make a way. Uh-uh, I don't like your response. I don't like it. I don't like it. So we're going to do it again. See, God says, you say I'm supernatural. God says, you say I'm all-powerful. God says, you say I can do exceedingly abundantly. He says, so watch this. You don't know that I can really do that until, watch this, you're trying to figure out how is it going to happen. And it's at 450 and you needed a call before 5. And right as you're packing your little backpack up and talking about I'm getting ready to close the day down, at 458 your phone rings and says, we just want you to know. I need you to release this over your life. Say, he's going to make a way for me. He's going to make a way for you to get out of debt. Make a way for your family to get saved. Make a way for your finances to get on track. Make a way for them. He said, and I'm not going to move you. I'm going to leave you in what you're in and make a way in it. I'm not going to move you. I'm going to make a way in what you're in and move it. Then the second part says, and rivers in the desert. I hope I can get to the actual message. <laughs> watch me. Say rivers in the desert. Now, watch this. Why is it significant to say a river in the desert? 
for a moment, let's consider the, uh, uh, the geographical disposition that the Bible is written from. It's written in North Africa, which later on was named the Middle East, but all of that is on the African tectonic plate, so all of that is Africa. Got it? Indisputable fact. Now, here's what I need you to see. Um, if you think about a lot of North Africa, you think of what? Sand and desert. And then when you begin to move towards Egypt, you think of the what? The Nile River. You think of the Nile. You think of the Nile River Delta. You think of, you think of all that. Here's what's significant. Out of all this desert, all of a sudden, there pops up this river that becomes a source of life that fuels the creation of empires. Y'all not hearing what I'm trying to say to you. God says, I'm going to simply, watch this, right in the middle, because let's be honest, for many folks, while the year changed, while the decade changed, while the clock changed, there's certain realities in your life that have not changed. I wish you'd be honest in here. And that's not disputing that God makes all things new. It's just being realistic that there's certain things that haven't changed. Watch me yet. I need you to just put this in the atmosphere. Say yet. He says, I'm just going to make a river. And not just one of them. Read your Bible. Reverse. What does this represent? Multiple flows. What does a river do? It brings something to you. Come on in this building. God says, I'm going to get what you need to you. You're not chasing after it this year. I wish I had somebody that could read in this building. Come on, 915. Somebody say, it's flowing to me. Favor is flowing to you. Breakthrough is flowing to you. Which means when you keep doing what it is you're supposed to do, God says, I'll make it find you. Somebody say, it's coming to find me. Somebody holler to say, favor's coming. Somebody said this, say, Jesus coming. Say this, say, opportunity's coming. Oh, watch this. This is for somebody in this building. By December 31st, 2020, say, my house paid off. Uh, you, can, you might think, oh, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not possible. Go read the praise reports and the testimonies. You'll see just how possible it is. Look, 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 look. Say, 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 he's bringing it to me. So quickly, quickly, for five minutes, let's take a look at Joshua, who we started hearing about at the end of our last series. Joshua creates something new. He creates what the year 2020 is. It's a leap year. In Joshua chapter 10, verse 12, it says, at that time, Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, sun stands still at Gibeon and moon in the valley of Agilon. Joshua prays something that he never heard before to ask for something he's never seen before. Let me tell you what God wants from you. God says, I'm sick of you asking me for stuff you've seen already. I need you to ask me for some stuff that when you even say it, you feel stupid. Let's be real. I want you to pray and ask me for some things that even when you say it, you're like, I don't think that's possible. And God says, I need you to experience me like I am in the scriptures. I'm the God that rained down manna from heaven when they were hungry. I'm the God that parted the Red Sea when they needed to cross over and made the land dry so they didn't have to walk across in mud. I'm detailed in my deliverance, which means I think every little thing through. I'm the God that walked on water when I needed to get to the other side. I'm the God that's bread when you're hungry and 
food when you're hungry and water when you're thirsty. He says, you need to experience me like that. Here's your problem. Your success has made you think you're responsible for it. And God says, in 2020, I'm going to put you in front of some stuff where if I don't do it, it ain't getting done. That's what God says. Are y'all still here? He says, verse 13, and what happened? The sun stood still. The sun obeyed Joshua when he prayed. There's some things that, watch this, are waiting on you to activate it in prayer to obey you. The sun stood still, and what? The moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? The sun stood, stopped in the midst of heaven and did not hurry to set about for a whole day. What did Joshua do? Joshua creates an entirely new day, which creates this phenomenon we call a leap year. So the year 2020 represents the year of Joshua. It means you're going to create some stuff. It means I'm going to do something new in you that you've not seen before, and I need you to be okay with it. Can I just get you to tell the Lord, say, Lord, you can trust me with new. Come on. You've already paid for it with the hell you went through over the last year, with the stuff you went through in 19. Somebody say, Lord, do something new in me. If you sit next to somebody that ain't saying nothing, don't let their silence shut you down. I need you to release it over your own life because when you're standing in front of Jesus, it ain't going to be everybody on your road. It's going to be you by yourself. So I need you to forget about the people on your left and your right. Forget about the people on your road. Forget about the people in your section. And I just need you to say this, Lord, you can trust me with new. Verse 14, there has not been a day like it before. What does this mean? It's all things new. Or since. Now, why does it say or since? Because let, let's face it, that, that makes it sound like God is not willing to do that for anybody else. And here's the reality. It's not that God is not willing to do that. That's just not what you need. You don't need the sun to stand still. You need your family to act right. Come on. You, you, you don't need the sun to stand still. You need somebody to show up, watch this, and be a benefactor to your business. What does that mean? Somebody that's going to show up and say, listen, I'm sent here to support you. So listen, I don't want anything from you. Just take the money and run. Go do what you got to do with it. Y'all not saying anything right there. All right? Let's look. Let's look. Let's look. All right. So for you, what does this mean? It is new, strong, and courageous prayers. Say strong and courageous prayers. Come on, talk to me like you mean to say strong and courageous prayers. What makes Joshua say something strong, which means bold? Say bold. And courageous. Courageous, watch me. Can I give you a twist on courageous? Courage is creative. Whenever you're courageous, you get creative. Courage figures it out. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm strong and courageous. See, one that is discouraged will look at a set of facts and say, this is not possible. One that is courageous will say, well, let's look at it another way and get creative. Because I don't just have a new perception how I look at it. I have a new perspective. That's the where I'm looking at it from or the attitude I look at it with. Which means you may look like a block. That's only because I need to change my position to look at you differently. See, Goliath, everybody thinks you're big and bad. That's just because they don't have the same perspective I do. So who couldn't defeat Goliath? All of the old regime, all of the old guard, Saul, and all of the people that were around him. David shows up with a new perspective. David shows up and says, well, you know, I don't really know much about Goliath. And maybe your problem is what you think you know. 
Maybe your problem, watch this, is what you think you know about the facts in the situation. God says in 2020, there's some stuff I'm going to need you to forget. That's why I said remember not the former things. Tell somebody next to you, say forget the former things. Because David walks up on Goliath and David has a whole new perspective. So David is like, well, when I look at you, I say this. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What does that mean? You don't have a covenant with the Lord. Who is this non-covenant having giant that's coming against the armies of the living God? Somebody say, I have a new perspective. Which means even though you may be looking up to it, watch this. When your perspective is different in you, you're looking down on it, figuring out another way to get it done. So what, what made Joshua bold or strong and courageous, creative? That's creative. Like, why didn't he ask for something else? Can we talk for a moment? Y'all talk to me. Can we talk for a moment? Why didn't he ask for something else? Why did he not ask for, you know, his enemies to just freeze? Why didn't he just ask that the Lord just wiped them all out? Why didn't he just ask? Like, what makes you ask the sun not to move? No, please, 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 please. There are certain things that we've been conditioned by life not to even think are possible. So we often walk around discouraged instead of courageous. And evidence of it is our lack of creativity to get it done. I wish you would sit next to a creative person. I wish you would sit next to a courageous person. I wish you would sit next to a strong person. Would you just look at the people? Listen, why do you keep having me touch my neighbor and look at somebody? Agreement. Matthew 18, 19. Whenever two touch and agree on anything, it shall be done for them. In 2020, you need some people in your corner that are on your side that are agreeing with you so you can move forward. So you're going to talk to them at least two more times. Just look at somebody on your row and say, get creative. Which means for some of you, your prayer isn't, watch this, your prayer isn't, Lord, get me a new job. Your prayer is, Lord, I want to own the company. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Say, I'm strong and courageous. What gave him that? There are five things. Allow me to share them with you very quickly uh, that made Joshua strong and courageous. Number one, Joshua was corrected. In Numbers 11 and 28, it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, he was the assistant of Moses from his youth. Stop. Um, uh, uh, Mo- Joshua becomes great because he serves. Jesus says, The greatest among you would be what? Servant. No one is above serving. If you're above serving, you're above greatness. Somebody said, Lord, give me a servant's heart. See, when you're serving, watch this, greatness will come find you. Can I be honest? For many of you, the opportunities you've experienced out there has been because of your serving in here. Don't get it twisted. That wasn't your resume. Watch this. That was your serving history. He says, of Moses from his youth. Here's the second thing. He was consistent. Joshua was consistent in serving Moses. Say, Lord, make me consistent in the right things. Some of y'all ain't talking. I don't understand why. Everybody in this building, everybody online, say with me, say, Lord, make me consistent in the right things. Because, see, you can be consistent in the wrong. So your prayer can't just be consistency. Your prayer's got to be consistency in the right things. Watch this. Look at this. Uh, He said, my Lord Moses stopped them. Verse 29. But Moses said to him, are you jealous for my sake? So what ends up happening, if you read the verses before, there's these other guys, and they're prophesying 
uh, in a place uh, where Joshua didn't think they should be prophesying. And so Joshua says to Moses, Moses, make them stop. And look at what Moses says to him. Verse 29, he says, he said to him, are you jealous for my sake? Uh, we would that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on him. What is this doing? Moses is checking Joshua's heart. Mm, okay. He corrects him because of a heart issue. And watch me. He don't do like some church folk do and leave once he gets corrected. I ain't studying your silence. Instead, he submits to co the correction. How do you know he submits to it? Because Joshua never does it again. How do you know you're really submitted? You don't have to have the same conversation more than once. Y'all don't like that right there. Lay your hands on yourself and say, you need to be corrected. Sometimes there's issues with your heart that affect, watch this, what you can have. Come on. So sometimes, watch this, when you get corrected, jo Moses is like, look, here's your real issue, Joshua. You want to be the only one that's important. You want to be the only one that can prophesy, and you're not. El Dad and me, Dad, there was other guy's names. He said, listen, I, I want them to prophesy too. He says, you're not jealous. Watch this. He says, you got a jealousy problem. He says, you're mad that they get my attention too. He says, so everything you just said, watch me. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Everything you just said is because you got a heart issue. And I need you to know for 2020, you got to make sure your heart stays right. Which means, watch this, it's bigger than you. It's not all about you. It's about making sure other people's lives are blessed and impacted. You're sent to be a blessing, not just get blessed. And if your heart's not right, there's some stuff you're not going to be able to have. But I think you're sitting on the road with people that say, we've got the right heart. God, it's not about my glory, but it's about your glory. Somebody say, I've got the right heart. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Second, a third thing. So one, he was corrected. Two, Watch this. He was consistent. Three, here it is. He was changed. Numbers 13, 16. Say changed. changed. Look at this. These were the names of the men who Moses sent out. It's on the screen to spy out the land. And Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Stop! Joshua isn't Joshua's name. Joshua's name was Hoshea. M Moses looked at him and changed his name. He said, because your name represents who you used to be. I'm about to tell you who you're becoming. And that's going to tell you where you headed. I need you to just lay your hands on yourself and say, my name's changing. What does name represent? It represents your identity. Watch me. The old you can experience new. But to change, you've got, watch this. Moses says, listen, don't y'all call him Hoshia no more. Call him Joshua. What's the significance of the two, Bishop? It's very slight, but it's distinct. Hoshea means God can save. Joshua means God has saved. And for everybody in this building, everybody online, you're going from God's getting ready to do it to God has done it. So here's going to be your testimony. Now, look at what the Lord's about to do. Let's go old school. Look at what the Lord has done. But what does Joshua have to do? He has to submit to Moses. Now think, he's a grown man and another grown man tells him, that's not your name anymore. And you know what he didn't fight to do? He didn't fight to be who he was. Can I tell you the problem with some folks that get saved? Watch this, is you're fighting so dearly to hold on to who you used to be. God can't use you because he needs somebody new. 
Who did he use to change his name? Moses. What was Moses? Moses was his man of God. In other words, he says, listen, I'm going to use the man of God I connect you to to begin to change you. Come here. This is why we come to church, because when this life-giving message comes forth, it's about God saying, let me change your identity. You're not a victim. You're a victor. You're not conquered. You're a conqueror. You're not the bottom. You're at the top. Let's finish. Let's go. Watch this. Uh, To change, you're going to have to submit to the people God places you under. And the processes that God has you in. Some of your warfare is not warfare. It's your refusal to submit. You are fighting to be Hoshea. Come here. And God says, I don't want him anymore. I want Joshua. I don't want the 16-year-old you anymore. You grown now. I don't want the you that gets upset when people don't do what they're supposed to do. I want the you that says, well, God will send me what I need to get it done. I'll figure it out. For this reason was I sent. I don't want the you that sits in your car crying all day anymore. I want the you that says, this is the day that the Lord has made. All right, all right, all right. Y'all still here? All right, so one, he was corrected. Two, he was consistent. Three, he was changed. Here's number four, he was committed. Say committed. Numbers 32, 11. Surely none of the men who came out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they have not wholly followed me. Say they weren't committed. They were committed to being worshipped, not worshipping. Stop. Can I ask you a question? Do you act, let's just be real. Can we be real for a minute? Do you worship God or do you want God to worship you? Bishop, how do I know the difference? You know you want God to worship you when you try to impose your will on God. This is what I'm going to do, so Lord, you need to bless it. And then when you don't bless it, when he doesn't bless it, you get mad about it. God, why aren't you helping me? I didn't tell you to do that. You don't get to order a pizza and send it to my house and make me pay for it. And a whole lot of folk that you know have been ordering pizza, sending them to heaven, saying, Lord, pay for it. And God is like, mm-mm, we didn't know. We ordered Jimmy John's. We didn't order a pizza. We got barbecue chips and a veto. We did not order we have pepperoni, but it wasn't that. Come on here. Watch me. Verse 12. None except Caleb and, uh, of Jephunneh the Kinzite and Joshua the son of Nun. From that day when Moses changed his name, the Bible no longer even records that is his name. I need you to speak this over your life. Say, my story is about to change. Say, say, release this. Say, this is the good chapter. And can we be honest, 2019 had a lot of great chapters, had a lot of good chapters. But this one here, this one's going to be one for the record books. I prophesy to you, you're going to be looking at the end of this year, December 31st, 2020, looking back over all of your victories, looking back over your wins, saying, God, how did you do it? Watch. Y'all still here? Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Say they wholly follow the Lord. He says, this is why. I'm going to let them go into the promise. But they, so the truth of Israel are trying to get to this promised land. For you and I, it's not a piece of land. Got it? So you get a house. I'm in the promised land. That's a house, okay? It's a lifestyle. There's a Hebrew word for it, shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. God says, listen, that's where I'm trying to get you to. And I need you to say, say I'm going in. Uh-uh. I need you to sit next to somebody that when you say that, they're going to agree with you. How will I know they agree with me? Because of their response. I need you to release this and check your row to see how they respond. Say, I'm going in. Check that row. Check that row. Check that row. 
Check that row. Check that row. Because everybody on your row is going in. Watch me. I feel sorry for the people that counted you out. I feel sorry for the people that wrote you off. I feel sorry for the people that said you ain't going to make it. Because in 2020, we are going in. Let me finish. So he's committed. Say, holy, follow the Lord. Okay, so one, he's corrected. Two, he's consistent. Three, he's changed. Four, he's committed. Here's five, he's convinced. Can I ask you a question? What are you convinced about? Sometimes you have to go through challenges because those challenges convince you of something. If certain people didn't do certain things, you wouldn't be convinced that they were snakes. You needed them to slither a few times, bite you a few times, poison, puss up a few times, and then say, oh, God, no, that's a snake. Right, Deuteronomy 31, 7. Here it is. We're done. And they were about to drop this net. Deuteronomy 31 and 7. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, I need you to get ready for some public affirmation. Mm. Mm. Oh, I'm coming for that. I rebuke your insecurities. I rebuke you chasing affirmation from people who are unaffirmed themselves. I rebuke you chasing affirmation through relationships. Watch. He says, in the sight of all Israel. What does he tell them? Be strong and courageous. This isn't the first time we heard this. If we were to, if we were to uh, 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 jaywalk over to Joshua 1 and 7, let's see who else said this to Joshua. If you look in Joshua 1 and 7, this is the Lord speaking to Joshua. The Lord repeats to Joshua what Moses told him. See, when we come to church, God says, I'm going to give you a word. And then when you're in your life, all I'm going to do is repeat the word I gave you in church. Somebody said, Lord, I need your word this year. So go back to Deuteronomy 31 and 7. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, in the sight of all Israel, be strong, be bold, and courageous. Be creative. One day you might just have to tell the sun not to move. One day you might just have to tell TransUnion to get it together. Y'all ain't saying them. I'm just trying to give you examples of real life situations. I need you to take this from so high and bring it right down to your situations. See, you might have to tell some of your enemies, you know what? Silence. You might have to tell your fear, silence. You might have to tell your doubt, silence. You might have to tell some situations, I need you to be changed by the time I wake up in the morning. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? For you shall go with all these people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. He said, Joshua, you're going in. Somebody say, I'm going in this year. What type of year was it when Joshua went in, I'll leave here. Maybe you didn't catch it. What is this year? So what year you going in? Going into what? Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Say it with me. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Stop. That doesn't mean you're not going to have fights. That doesn't mean you're not going to have battles. That's going to mean everything is going to be perfect. It's just going to mean, watch this, nothing is missing, no. Everything's not perfect, but nothing is lacking, no. Everything isn't exactly how I like it to be, but nothing is broken. And all is well. Listen, here it is. He says, 
you're going in to the land, uh, the possession the Lord swore to the fathers to give them. And you shall put them. Look at me. You shall put them. Put the verse up. And you shall put them in what? Possession of it. I need you to catch this. I need it so. I need, I need them to not play right now. So shout in two seconds. No, that's not true. In a few seconds. Look at me. Look at me, please. Look at me, please. Moses' prophecy to Joshua was you're going to have to be bold and creative because you're going in. Watch me. And anything in your way, you need to get bold and creative. Come on here. Strong and courageous. Because I'm telling you, Moses, this is your year. Now y'all ready to shout? Let's test the faith in the room. For those of you that believe that prophecy about this year, I need you to holler and say, it's my turn. Y'all are playing with it. Shout it again in this building and online. Say, it's my turn. Moses' prophecy had him convinced. So everything he the first the first kingdom, and I'm done. The first kingdom he rolls up on was was uh, was Jericho, and you know what he does? He gets creative. He finds a prostitute who everybody else said wasn't worth anything. He got creative because everybody else would have been like, "You can't use her." And Moses and Joshua was like, "I'm going to use the one you don't think should be used." For everybody in here that everybody else wrote you off, I need you to know they're about to write you back in. So what does he do to get Jericho? He finds a prostitute and says, hey, help us out. No other Hebrew leader would think that way, but he had to be bold and creative, strong and courageous. Say it with me. Bold and creative, strong and courageous. Say, bold and creative, strong and courageous. That's you in 2020. You ain't no cat, baby. You Mufasa. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Somebody say, I'm bold and creative, strong and courageous. So Moses' prophecy becomes his perspective. So everything he faces, everything he faces, he's like, well, I already have a prophecy about this. I'm going in. On Wednesday, the Lord told me to go back over every prophetic word that's ever been made to me. And on Wednesday, I'm going to let you see some and hear some so you'll understand why we got to do what we've got to do. Because it becomes my perspective. So everything, he faces Jericho. He's like, look, well, let's find something. We're going to take the city some way. God says, walk around the city seven times. Each day. One time each day. Somebody said, that's creative. creative. Then God says, on the last day, walk around it seven times. A lot of walking. But he was convinced. Come here, y'all, I only got 10 seconds to do this. Come on, let's go. It's a lot of work, but I'm convinced. Not getting as much sleep as I used to, but I'm convinced. Let me come down your road. I, I got to get used to some new friends, but I am. I got to change my mentality, but I am. I wish you would sit next to somebody that was convinced about this year. Somebody say, I'm convinced. Say it again, I'm convinced. 
See, somebody in this building is convinced you're coming out of debt this year. Somebody in this building is convinced your whole family is going to be saved this year. Somebody is convinced you're going to start that business. How long are you going to talk about it? But somebody said, I'm convinced. And so listen, and listen, stop. So when they said to Joshua, I'm sure somebody said to Joshua, hey, sir, uh, are you sure this is what we ought to be doing? Joshua was a military general. So Joshua was militant. So when they, are you sure this is what we should be doing? You have three seconds to get back in line and start marching. Or they gonna come, you gonna see how convinced I am. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Don't let anybody stop you this year. Even you. Say, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I just need you to say that. Say, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Come on. Lift your voice. Say. Do you hear that beat? Go. Come on. What are you? Say. I need you to be that like, like that all in 2020. What are you? Say it again. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Now clap your hands and tell God thank you. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, 
I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. If your child is considering something as big as joining the military, you can bet they're taking the time to do some research. You can too by visiting todaysmilitary.com because their success tomorrow begins with your support today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.